You're listening to Malka Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. On your favorite segment on After Dinner Mints. And I tell you, we really look up uh, to our Ibrahim Baracha, my Ibrahim Bar. He makes sort of brilliant takeoff and a very smooth flight and a very soft landing. Yeah, you heard what I said, people. Soft landing. <laughs> Some guy, pilots, when they're young and they're new and they don't know how to land the plane, uh, you can give you gabrats. Ibrahim Bar. And for joining us on your segment, Travel Express. How are you doing this evening, Ibrahim Ba? Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Shafat, and our listeners out there to Radio Marcus Sahaba. Alhamdulillah, I'm in good spirits and looking forward to the show. Alhamdulillah, really look forward to the show with you and Alhamdulillah with all your millions of, uh, you know, fans uh, that listens to you. Day, I mean, uh, week in and way, week out, uh, also looking forward to you on Coffee Express. Alhamdulillah, you add value to uh, the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a. Yes, Ibrahim, looking around us, you know, once upon a time, uh, it was said that uh, some of the best pilots uh, came from a country called Pakistan and uh, some of the uh, merchant navy uh, captains came from Pakistan and perhaps uh, Pakistan had a top uh, or still have uh, one of the best uh, fighter pilots in the world. Uh, your take on that, Ibrahim Ba, because you know you are someone that's off with the tourism, you off with politics, and uh, you know what's uh, really plotting and what's happening around the dunya, Ibrahim Ba. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did have a good reputation. Uh insofar as being, uh, you know, uh, good pilots uh, as such. And I flew them quite frequently in the earlier days when uh, PIA, you know, there used to be a joke, you know what PIA stands for, it's please inform Allah, <laughs> we're going to get to your destination. <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. But uh, yeah, it's an established fact that they are good pilots and even the, the Air Force of theirs, uh, the pilots uh, are renowned. Yeah, Ibrahim Ba, you know, I, I, I hope they haven't uh, uh, cut our call there. But, uh, 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 Ibrahim Ba, uh, okay, you could. Uh, I, I think power, power just came back on, I think. That's oh, yes. So, uh, yeah. okay, so your you got your inverter will automatically go Switch off. Over. Yeah, oh, yeah. brilliant. Okay, that's what happened. People see, that's what, you know, in live broadcast, hey, it's very exciting. Yes, uh, you know, you're talking about PIA, but uh, before mm. you carry on on that, you know, they had a BOAC, British Overseas. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I remember okay. I was a very young lighty, and I was in, uh, at that time, Lorenzo Marx, and uh, my yeah. mother's side, uh, we had, uh, you know, the, the, the bar family, Gigi Four yeah, used to live there, right? So now, I remember the tour, tour guide one evening. He said, hey, little boy, come here. You know what's BOAC? I said, British Overseas Airline Corporation. So no, 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 no. Better ride over a camel. Go ahead, Ibrahim Ba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah, no. No, we're c- coming back to that uh, issue of the quality of their pilots. They are still good pilots out there. And one just wishes, you know, that the same could be applied to the... Uh, the uh, political 
Yeah, it seems that if we're having uh, some gremlins are coming through, as the Prime Bar said, uh, you know, his generator has uh, switched uh, or his uh, inverter from uh, uh, load shedding to, yeah, the electricity has come through. So, inshallah, I hope and pray that uh, I hope we didn't get uh, something going off there. Ibrahim Bar, you're back. Okay, I hope he's uh, not even muted. All right, we hope and pray that we get back. But as we said, they're looking at the articles here, and uh, inshallah, we'll try and uh, raise him again. And uh, where we look yeah, at, I'm uh, here. I'm okay, here. yeah, yeah, we lost yeah, you uh, for, uh, yeah, for, uh, for a few seconds. Okay. Yeah, as you're saying, yeah, you know, uh, uh, they, they had some of the best pilots, and uh, looking at the political situation of the country, uh, where you know, uh, you, you you won't believe it, uh, they, the opposition party, you know, I mean, the so called opposition. Those that oppose the Ibrahim, uh, I mean, uh, the, those that uh, oppose uh, our Imran Khan, uh, mm. they went to the courts and they are protesting against those judges uh, who, uh, you know, in favor of the in favor of uh, Imran and you know Imran Khan and so forth. I mean, what type of uh, human beings are these, uh, Imran Ba? Depraved, Ba. There's no other word for them. I mean, if you if you know the truth, if you can see the truth, what it is, and uh, the man has established his credential in the eyes of the world. And if they still won't see it, then obviously they are sick people, you know, mentally and otherwise. And uh, given the history of uh, a political turmoil in the uh, Pakistani context, you know, the thing is the, the rascals that are play over there, the usual couple, the usual suspects, as I say, you know, the, the US and uh, of course, uh, not far behind the UK and all those other people that get up to all the mischief making behind the scene. Because currently, I believe the incumbent uh, prime minister, if you can call him that, is sitting with his brother or somebody in uh, Mayfair in London. Yeah, whilst all the shenanigans are going on back home. So uh, that gives you an indication of how much they really care for the uh, country per se. And of course, whoever is following them so blindly needs a head examined, really. And you also find uh, that, uh, yeah, the general of the army, uh, he is uh, being exposed heavily in the whole situation. But Alhamdulillah, hope and pray that uh, truth prevails and uh, falsehood will perish. And as we look at uh, the topics we have uh, this evening, Ibrahim Ba, and it says uh, good news uh, for airports and airlines. Well, I mean, that's good. What's so good news we have, Ibrahim Ba? <laughs> well... Uh, to put it a bit differently, uh, basically what they are talking about here, Brother Shafat, is that uh, South Africa's air capacity means uh, seat availability has increased by 56% in the first uh, quarter of 2023 compared with the same time last year. And now there's a total of 1.8 million seats and 23 new routes being introduced. So uh, I think that is the good news they're talking about insofar as uh, uh, capacity, seat availability and additional destinations that uh, we can fly to out of here. And the Department of Tourism reported a promising outlook for industry with 2.1 million visitors arriving in Q1 of 2023 alone. And most of them who came through uh, flights as such. And uh, United Airlines has introduced uh, new flights from Cape Town to New York and Washington. Air China has resumed direct flights to South Africa and the upcoming LATAM Airlines uh, flight to Brazil. Uh, that's coming on Sao Paulo or even uh, Rio de Janeiro or the entire 
South American continent is all hooked up with them. Uh, they are flying in and out of Joburg as they used to do uh, before they had to leave. Uh, of course, most of it through COVID. And of course, it's our very own South African Airways expansion into African markets that has boosted the country's attractiveness. Uh, industry is also looking to focus on uh, technologies, emerging technologies, and they are very closely uh, studying the changes in consumer behavior. Uh, to put a bit of damper on this here, Brother Shafat, uh, the cost of air travel in South Africa has been under scrutiny as well. And uh, even though there is increased demand following uh, restrictions, several restrictions being lifted, uh, there's been a compounded 40% uh, drop in the capacity in last year after Comcom Air had been liquidated and of course uh, aviation fuel went uh, through the roof and that went up by something like 80%. Now that's uh, the major, major expense, you know, for airlines to take into consideration. Moreover, a study by credit card companies like Visa, Discovery Bank, et cetera, et cetera, they found that uh, South African ticket prices had increased between 30 to 55%, get that, hey, for local flights in 22 compared to 2019. And South Africa now spent 14% more on leisure and 24% more on business travel per trip. So that's the good news that they were talking about, Pa. Well, uh, you call, if you can call that good news, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, all, it's, 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 it's good news for them. I mean, uh, more flights, more destinations, yeah. increase in capacity of seats. Uh, I mean, what's good news about the poor people that still have to pay through the nose? Who yeah, knows? They, you you, you pay through your nose, but uh, I mean, when 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 it suits the conglomerates and it, uh, I mean, look at this thing called COVID. What a disaster! What type of you know, they called it a reset. You know, it has taken us back, maybe a hundred years back. You know, when you're talking about progress and all the progress in this sense, you didn't progress. You brought everyone back into a bubble. And that bubble is still, you know, it has ruined so many people's lives that poor things will all make parda with a miserable face, uh, mm -hmm. Ibrahimba. Yeah, well, the thing is, it, is, it was an orchestrated move, very well thought out and planned decades ago, right? They had the so-called vaccine and all that in, in, in the wings a long time ago. Because if you uh, remember, I think it was, oh, I can't recall now exactly the years have gone, maybe uh, late 90s, uh, early 2000s, there, were, there was a rash of deaths, unexplained and mysterious deaths of microbiologists. And it is my guess that uh, once the job was done, they killed these guys off. They either suicided them, threw them out of windows from the top floor, fiddled with their cars and things like that, electronics. And a lot of them uh, died. And uh, there was some inquiry in the alternative media that suggested that there is some foul play afoot. And it all falls into place at the end of the day. I mean, uh, nobody is going to do something this dastardly Okay, and then see the net result in real life and uh, not have a conscience in that sense. I'm talking about the actual scientists and things that actually did the research, gain of function and all that nonsense. And uh, nobody can develop a vaccine of sorts within a year or 24 months or anything. It's unheard of. And uh, this was all done well planned. 
And sadly, they, they achieved their desired results because it was the guy in the street, the small guys, the mom and pop shops that were all closing down because they couldn't do it anymore. The big guys, of course, uh, they got bigger and they just uh, sort of devoured whatever decent companies, small companies that had gone to the wall. And that is why there was such an increase in, in, in such a short space of time of billionaires, not millionaires, billionaires uh, globally. And uh, unfortunately, that great reset, uh, it's still very much on. Now I believe uh, Ukraine is up for sale and guess who's going to go and buy it, if not BlackRock and all the usual suspects from America. So uh, the moves are foot over here. And of course, locally, our, our American ambassador had a big uh, mouth the other day saying that uh, South Africa had allegedly loaded uh, weapons uh, on the Russian ship that had called to uh, to Simonstown and things like that. So it's all happening. Huh? The thing is, they are mortally afraid that uh, China and Russia are making uh, huge uh, sort of overtures and inroads into rebuilding and uh, sort of strengthening the ties that bind Africa with uh, Russia and China. And this is why they're getting left out in the cold. But uh, their time has come. I mean, for too long, they have been lording it over everyone, doing all the... Uh, black ops and covert operations, destabilizing countries, color revolutions, you name it. They were doing everything. So now when the shoe's on the other foot, suddenly they don't like it so much. But uh, they know that their time is up and it's a question of time before everyone leaves the dollar. And then once that happens, then it's goodbye the U.S. and high time too, I dare say. Yeah, the cardboard gangster of uh, the world being exposed. <laughs> yes. Hey, Ibrahim Ma, let's be honest. How many cardboard gangsters you knew in Durban? Yes. Hey, hey, that was a cardboard many. gangster. Too Ibrahim many. Hey, too many. <laughs> hey, they couldn't stand uh, Sheriff Khan or was it the Salad Gang, no, the Crimson League? All that, hey, we were like, I mean, I heard the big, big stories and they, they used to, and they were men, they fought each other man to man, no yeah, yeah. hiring not, someone not to kill they, that one. Exactly. They, not they had it there, come outside the Grey Street Masjid and I'll take you on mm. and fight from Grey Street down to Queen Street Queen and they'll end up in Grey <laughs> Street. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, bah. <laughs> no one wrote a book, uh, I mean, no, I think Farooq Khan did write one, you know, someone, he, he called it the did. Goodwill. Someone did. The, 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 did, you, did you read that one, the Goodwill no, now? Unfortunately, uh, someone had showed it to me and uh, I, I never got around to a, either buying a copy or getting my hands on one. So uh, it, would be, it would be interesting to read, yeah. But if I had my copy with me, I would have given to you now. Mm. I don't know who I lent it to. I mean, they look, this is the types of friends we have. Well, this is the problem, Ba. The book never came back. Yeah, it never comes back. You know that. And the thing is, given the, uh, you know, sensory overload of today, we soon forget who we lent it to and when. And, of course, they sit quietly. And uh, that's the end of your book. Gone. Yeah, but I I did put my phone number on there. I know my cell number. Yeah, right. So what's yeah, that going to do? You think he cares? No, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, and as someone, not besides, uh, you know, there's so many other friends that they told me, you know, Shafatano, buy that book of uh, Farooq mm-hmm. Khan. Mm-hmm. And uh, subsequently, it's sold out and the poor man passed on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it doesn't seem like his family members are, you know, no. interested in, in republishing. But he, I was at the book launch. He called me. He was at Mr. Mia from... Uh, uh, from from Johannesburg, the philanthropist, he was there also. I think at the, at the launch, he bought quite a, a hundred books. 
to mm. give out to his friends and so forth. But uh, mm. that's history in, in a uh, very colorful journalist indeed. Or maybe we can call him, you know, one of those uh, first uh, multiracial journalism. I mean, he broke through it and he, he, was, he was really an all-rounder. Came to yeah, sports, yeah. came to politics, came to uh, what happened in the sugarcane fields and what happened on the mango and the banana mm. fields. Mm-hmm. Hey, Baru Khan did it all. Uh, yeah. uh, Ibrahim Bahi did it all. But uh, uh, great to have known uh, such a colorful uh, in, uh, individual indeed. Well, uh, talking about colorful, once upon a time, this was a magic carrier. This was the pride of the, car, uh, the, the country. Now it's gone into merger mode. SAA merger. Talk to us, Ibrahim Bahi. Yeah, well, I think we we discussed this in briefly in uh, programs gone past. Uh, basically, Takatsu Aviation, right? They are pleased and they have welcomed the recommendation from the Competition Commission for SAA uh, to merge with them and considering that to be a very crucial step in completing the deal because, as you would uh, recall, it was uh, going to go before the board, the new uh, sort of board, uh, interim board or whatever they had put together for South African Airways and uh, they now have got this good news that uh, they have uh, given the okay that the competition commission and uh, recommendations suggest that the merger should be approved on condition, get this, that certain shareholders of the company are removed for whatever reason. I'm getting a lot of uh, background noise. Let me just shut the door, please. Okay, you can uh, yeah, you can go through there, Ibrahim, but I, I, quite understandable. You know, when you, you know, Ibrahim has got his cat there, he's got his grandchild <laughs> there, and so it's understandable. Ibrahim, okay, I, 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 will, I will just give a commentary and you just go and talk to them and you can come back and I'll tell, tell okay. them, or maybe I'll recap on what you spoke about the seat availability. No, no, I'm, here. I'm here, don't worry. All right, they know you gave the, the light is okay. Maybe, you know, he's got some homework and all to do. Yeah. So uh, you call, hey, maybe he knows his grandpa just gives him a signal like that. Yeah. I'm on air now. Okay. You know, those, 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 looks, those looks that say a thousand words. You know? nah, but you, I, I mean, he loves you. You love him, Ibrahim Ba. I mean, I know you, you're, a, you, I mean, what he calls you, Pa? What he calls you, Ibrahim Ba? Nana. No, no. Oh, Nana. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, hey, I never saw my Nana. Eh? I mean, yeah. I, was, I believe I was two weeks old when he passed away. My oh, wow. Nana, you know, Universal Chairs. Oh, you knew them well, man. You knew them. Universal Chairs, Natal Box, Jewel Hall. All that. That was my yeah. nana, uh, mm. Dawood Suleiman. He was uh, only 44 when he passed away. So that's uh, sad Very indeed. Hey, uh, what a history we have, Ibrahim Yeah, as he's talking about the merger of SAA. Yeah, coming back to said, that, basically they say that they want to uh, remove uh, certain shareholders. Uh, basically, this condition aims to prevent the merger from reducing the competition in the domestic passenger market. So I think uh, they took that into consideration, you know. And uh, that is one of the preconditions uh, before the merger can go ahead 100%. And uh, of course, Takatsu Aviation expressed satisfaction and emphasized that uh, after the uh, discussion with the two parties, uh, the shareholders are required to relinquish their shares, that being Global Aviation and Serenix. And they have been informed about this condition and it's being under consideration by the Competition Commission. And uh, these very shareholders currently own Lyft, that's the other domestic airline that was established in 2020. And uh, Takatsu is uh, very eager to have the deal to be finalized and uh, wanting to enter the fray, so to speak. 
But uh, whether they're going to get that uh, power by the hour thing that we spoke about, where they don't want to pay for the aircraft, uh, apart from what they are using and things like that, I'm not sure who's going to really come to the party with that. But let's wait and see. Yeah, as Ibrahim Bar says, uh, let's wait and see. Biggest airlines in the world, still the Arabs are, uh, you know, uh, it's under their banner. Uh, they have the Fulus. But mm. they, uh, they are still glorified managers, I think. It's still the yes. Zionism cartels uh, that are running or, yeah. you know, controlled and control all these uh, uh, routes and so forth. But under the uh, name of Arabs, you know, even uh, these uh, Arabs are being captured. The money siphoned out and put into useless sporting fields and so forth. Ibrahim, mm-hmm. Perhaps, your, perhaps your, your thoughts. Yeah, well, look, uh, I, I think on the other side of the coin, I think the Arabs would say that uh, they are wary of the uh, natural resources, a um, basically oil running out uh, in the not too distant future, and they are busy diversifying. Okay, but uh, the thing is, uh, history has shown that, uh, you know, they are all, all very much in bed with the ones that you just mentioned, and very uh, little to talk about, you know, with a few exceptions, of course that really are staunch supporters of uh, Islamic cause and the uh, sort of uh, support that's shown a to uh, people that are suffering, especially in in uh, in, in Islamic countries like, uh, for instance, of course, Palestine for one, Syria and Iraq and all those places that go on over there. But uh, they'll see fit to go and invest in the Premier League clubs and things like that. Uh, and it's not for want of money, of course. They've got more money than uh, anything else. But uh, this is the, the 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 thinking, you know, that uh, allows them to go and do that without any qualms or any pricks to their conscience. In the sense that, uh, look, uh, what am I doing? Is it uh, is it good for the uh, Muslim Ummah? Is it something that Allah will be pleased with? And I think that uh, doesn't really enter their mind at the end of the day. Maybe it's just purely a question of uh, making more money if they can or be seen to be associated with the right crowd, so to speak. Well, Ibrahim, talking about, uh, you know, to be seen with the right cl- crowd, I wonder how good the uh, reading capacities or they just look at meretricious beauty and what goes into the thinking. And some of them say, uh, say they actually they are good businessmen. They know exactly what they're doing. But uh, perhaps uh, this, I mean, you look at a, a country like uh, Egypt, uh, refusing America, um, you know, uh, uh, you're refusing America to uh, use their place uh, to launch a, ta- you know, to, to, to go for Russia and so forth. And uh, uh, the first time I'm, perhaps this Arab bloc, this Ukrainian thing has given them, you know, uh, something to think about yeah, because course, they, 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 they all, all, all are joining BRICS. They all seem to be solidifying themselves with the Russia and China. And it seems like America maybe is getting a shock of its life that these were our putty in our hands. Today, they're acting like a hard rock. Hmm? What mm-hmm. do you think, Ibrahim yeah, well, look, uh, the writing's on the wall, like I said, and uh, America is in its final days. I'm talking the American empire per se. And, uh, of course, you know, there's nothing, even a, a rat when it's cornered is dangerous. You know that, hey? So I don't think they're just going to keep it up like that. And uh, that is why there was that uh, outburst from the uh, American ambassador in uh, 
in either Pretoria or Cape Town, wherever he is, I don't know, don't care really. But uh, yes, uh, the thing is, uh, anyone with any uh, bit of common sense can see the situation for what it is uh, for too long. America sort of lauded it over everyone. They they were able to have that uh, preponderance of control and money and power and everything simply because that they didn't have to earn whatever uh, you know services or goods that were supplying to them by hard work. All they did was print money, and I think the last time we had a squeeze at that it was it cost them something like about 10,000 rand to print a print a million dollars that for the ink and paper and whatnot else that went into it so uh, all they do is they print more money and more money and more money the debts that they have incurred globally are uh, unrepayable and they will never be paid they will start a war a global war world war three before that and uh, this is why they are behaving in such a rabid fashion you know uh, saying that China is the biggest threat to them, and China doesn't hasn't threatened them in any way whatsoever. And in fact, they are the biggest uh, threat to uh, peace on Earth. If you look at the interventions militarily and otherwise uh, that uh, America has done, there's no, no other country on Earth that comes anywhere close. So uh, I think the Global South, when I say the Global South, I'm taking into consideration uh, the uh, Asian and, of course, uh, African continents as such as well. And of course, South America, where they've all realized that, listen, we are now starting to flog a dead horse in uh, the U.S. as such. And it's best that we all stand up and look out for our own, you know, before they were slavishly just obey the dictates of uh, America and uh, U.K. and uh, the European uh, Union uh, powers and such. But uh, all that has changed. It has changed dramatically. And I think uh, for once, the Arabs realize because you will know that uh, if you got brown skin and if you are of Arab origin, your life is not worth more or not worth anything close to what the white so-called civilized Ukrainian life were worth, you know. And this is the gross hypocrisy that comes to the fore every time when uh, they talk about, uh, you know, democracy. They don't even know the meaning of the word, leave alone implementing it. But uh, be that as it may, yeah, I think uh, they've got a wake-up call, and uh, anyone who doesn't join this new alliance is uh, is looking, uh, you know, uh, to back the wrong horse for sure. Yeah, for sure, the Ibrahim Bar, and uh, you know, uh, I mean, we know about printing. You know, when uh, there's uh, script written, I mean, uh, uh, yesteryear there was always a proofreader, so the yeah, proofreader yeah. he had to go through a fine comb, you know, like a fine comb and you to look for nits and lice and all oh, yeah. that. This guy, he had to look for the spelling errors and then he had to sign it, the proofreader. And mm. maybe some companies had three or four proofreaders so they yeah. can get through it. Yeah. But uh, the South African government, they take the bun, Ibrahim. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the bank and notes. The cake and the cream and everything. Everything. <laughs> I mean, the Allahu Alam, it only could happen to this country. Tell the people uh, what happened, uh, Ibrahim. Ba. They, I don't know what to say anymore, really. And uh, I think uh, you're talking about proofreading, you know, they just put out this new <laughs> uh, banknote, and apparently uh, there's a misspelling in one of the Zitsonga words for Reserve Bank, and the word is uh, Bangin Kulu, 
right? It was replaced with Bangi Kulu. So the N went missing. And of course, there's a storm in the teacup brewing there uh, quite seriously. You know, the people of uh, the uh, Patsonga people basically, uh, you know, they are up in arms about it. And uh, they and get to say saying that this move has been deemed a linguistic crime and an act of linguistic violence against the Sitsonga speaking community who have a history of enduring linguistic marginalization and distortion. So uh, they off on a tangent over there and they're carrying on for themselves basically. And uh, I think the responsibility for that is partly being attributed to the Pan-South African Language Board, which allegedly consulted with the Reserve Bank on the matter. And uh, they, uh, these Sitsonga people are calling that into, into question and saying how dare they do that and they should uh, rectify that uh, that spelling error per se, which would mean printing a whole lot of uh, a new notes all over again at considerable cost and making new plates and things like that to suit. So uh, that's where it was. Apparently there was a, a professor that uh, took uh, exception to this and printed a big article. I mean, really, I, I don't think you and I or anyone else, uh, the man in the street, even looks at the, the note. I mean, we look at the color and we know it's either 200, 150 or 20 or whatever and uh, just get on with life. But uh, to them, they're taking it personally. So uh, they are appealing to the Reserve Bank to revert to using the correct uh, and culturally aligned terminology on the bank notes. Whether that's going to happen remains to be seen. And uh, if it works out for them, well, good for them. If not, uh, life goes on, Brother Shafat. There's more important things than little things like that. But uh, I guess I'm talking from my perspective and they are looking at it from theirs and they are entitled to their opinion as is everyone else, of course. Absolutely, Ba. And as you said, uh, linguistics. Yeah, it's just some say uh, ling- over there. I don't know. Yeah, some play linguistic gymnastics, and they're mm-hmm. very good at that. But uh, Ibrahim, you were absolutely mashallah as uh, usual. And uh, perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. Well, look, uh, the thing is, uh, winter's coming in. This morning was quite uh, chilly with some rain and things in our area. So uh, I'm wishing everyone is warm and safe out there. And I just hope, I just hope uh, that. Uh, they don't suffer too much with the load shedding right now because, uh, you know, from the uh, writing that's going around uh, where Sasria, the uh, government insurer as such, uh, is saying that we are not going to cover damages uh, related to load shedding. And there's uh, articles appearing just about everywhere in the media about the possible collapse of the national grid. So I'm just hoping and praying that that doesn't happen because there'll be absolute chaos and an anarchy in the country if that should come to pass. So uh, I'm just hoping and praying for all members of our Ummah out there and indeed all South Africans that, uh, you know, some sanity prevails and uh, we come out of this uh, okay. That's the, the thing that has been concerning me of late. So I just thought I'd share my thoughts with you. But again, thank you so much for having me on the show. And of course, thank our listeners as well out there. And uh, let me bid you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 
Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh to our Ibrahim Bahar really adding value to this evening's uh, show as usual. Yes, uh, people, uh, keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. like to thank our Lucano for doing a brilliant engineering as usual. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.